can we go a little deep? I want to give you a message with today's communion Sunday, and I want to speak to you about celebrating the table, celebrating the table of the Lord. And so I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures, but I believe that every one of you are biblical theologians today, that the spirit of God is on the inside of you. And what I do not say, the Lord will give you complete understanding in Jesus' name. And what I do say, you'll understand that too. Amen. I love my, when my mother is sitting in the service. She, she always comes and she says, oh, I got a wonderful message today at church on love. And I, I said, but mom, I preached on faith. She said, I know. I heard that one too. But the Holy Ghost spoke to me about love. And so <laughs> while you were preaching, he was, he was teaching me. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go and go into the word of God. Amen. Open up your Bibles. We're going to Leviticus. Leviticus. You know it's serious teaching when I go to Leviticus. Amen. We're only going to be preaching for about 15, 20 minutes, and then we're going to, we're going to celebrate the table. Amen. In Leviticus chapter 16, verse 20, and when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting, and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat. And shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to an uninhabited land. And he shall release the goat in the wilderness. I, I want to speak to you about atonement. God is a holy God. And he's a just God. If he said it, he will do it. And you can hold him to his word. There are a lot of people that say, if God is so good, why are there bad things? You have to understand, because of man's wickedness and man's rebellion in their heart, God made a way for man to be reconciled back to him after they have committed sin, and it's through blood. Here in the word of God, the Lord commanded, he told him, take two goats. One will be for a sacrifice for the sins. And the other will be a scapegoat. One is for you and one is for God. This thing about the scapegoat is really important, but before I get there, God is a God of covenant. Say, God is a God of covenant. He desires to be in covenant with you. The word of God says, when he entered into covenant with Abraham, with Abram, he said, I will bless you and make you a blessing. That was the covenant. He says, I'm gonna make your name great, I'm going to give your, 
you're going to have children as numerous as the stars, and I'm going to bless you, and you're going to be a blessing. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. But I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing. Amen? That's the covenant of Abraham. What God did because of man's sins, you have to understand God is a holy God. So because of his holiness, he cannot look at sin. He cannot bless those who are in sin. So what did he do? Because you have to understand, the, the, the Bible says the payment of sin is death. And be, in his justice, he must punish the sin to destroy it. He's a holy God. So what did he do? He provided man a covering, a covering of blood. So they would take the goat. They would sacrifice the goat. They would take the blood of the goat, go into the holies of holies, and on the mercy seat, the priest would gather the blood in his hands and sprinkle it on the seat. And that was the payment for the sins of man. That was, uh, not the payment, that was the covering, the atonement for the sins of man so that God can be in covenant with the man. Because God can't bless those who are cursed. So he provided blood so that instead of seeing the sins of man, he saw the blood that covered the sins of man so that God can perform his covenant towards man. Are you with me? Amen. But then the Bible says that the priests should go to the other goat and lay his hands upon them, upon that goat. And as he laid his hands upon that goat, he transferred all the sins and all the iniquities of man upon that goat. And then they took that goat out of, the, out of the, the camp, out of the region, and released it into the wilderness. Why did they provide that goat? So that man can see that God not only has covered the sin of man through the blood of the, of the first goat, but that he has also removed sin from their midst. He is, that, that goat was the scapegoat. Everybody say scapegoat. I mean, I'll tell you, there's a lot of times in my life I wish I had a scapegoat. Someone that I could blame, that they could take the punishment for me. And so what God did was he used that scapegoat to tell the, the whole, the whole uh, Hebrew people that I have removed sin from your midst. I've covered your sin and I removed sin out of your midst. Now you could come to me and we could be in fellowship in communion. Now we, you, you could be my people and I will be your God and show you my goodness because of the blood. Amen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Now that was the old covenant, but we have a new covenant and that comes through Jesus Christ. Go with me to Hebrews chapter nine. Because of sin, sin separates men from God. 
But God provided the covering and God provided the scapegoat so that man could, could, could come back and be with God and not separate it. But because of Jesus Christ, the, the, the one that, that confirmed a new covenant, that made atonement for a new covenant with God and man, Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And nobody comes to the Father yet through him. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 9, and this is the gospel. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. But Christ came as high priest of good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all. Having obtained eternal redemption, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So, Jesus, the perfect lamb, he was born to die. He went to the cross, not because he deserved it. He had no sin, so he had no death in his life. The devil could not kill Jesus. Jesus gave his life. He went to the cross to offer up his blood for not the covering of the sins of man, but for the complete destruction of the sins that were ever a part of your life. He paid for all the sins of mankind in full by his blood. Not over and over and over again, once and for all, forever. All the sins of the past and all the sins of the future have been paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. How can you believe God that you're healed because of the blood of Jesus? How can you believe God that God has a plan for you because of the blood of Jesus? How can you believe God that you are safe because of the blood of Jesus? It's all by his blood. Amen. We have been redeemed. Amen. Amen. Not, not, not just covered, but removed every guilt, every stain. Let's go a little deeper in this. Isaiah 53. I wasn't going to talk about this stuff, but, but the Cowboys aren't playing later on today, so we're good. Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are 
healed. Everything, every spiritual blessing, every curse comes off of you. Every blessing comes on you because of the blood of Jesus. He, 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 he carried his own blood into the holy of holies and poured it out upon the mercy, of, mercy seat for you and for me. Not to make payment for himself, but to make payment for you, for your sins. Amen. Amen. The perfect lamb of God. But not only did he make atonement, but he also bore our griefs and carried our shame. What, what are you trying to tell me, Pastor Kevin? He's also your scapegoat. Where God has removed sin from the midst of you. When you claim the name of Jesus, you plead, you plead the blood of Jesus for your life. You are not only receiving complete forgiveness, redemption for your life, but every guilt, every shame, every negative negativity that has been operating because of the stain of sin has been removed off of your life. You know, the funny thing is we have a problem of always criticizing the act. Someone says, well, you know, pray for me that I'll be, I'll be free from, from addictions. Pray for me that I'll be free from uh, pornography. Pray for me so I'll be free from homosexuality. Pray for me that I'll be free from anger and fear. Pray for me, you know, it's not an addiction. It's not, a, it's not those action problems. It's a sin problem. You need to be able to start celebrating what Jesus has already done for you. And how do you celebrate what Jesus has done for you? Because every time you celebrate something, it becomes more real to you. You have to build up your faith through celebration. How do we celebrate what Jesus has done for us? Communion. Holy communion. Where we take of the bread and we take of the cup. When we celebrate communion, we are declaring that he paid the price for you. We are declaring that his blood has cleansed you of all sin. We are declaring that we have been redeemed back to God. We are declaring that we are not separated, but we are one with Christ. And that his payment at the cross was your payment. That there's no, nothing separating you from the love of God. No guilt, no shame. There's a lot of people that they, they, they're afraid to pray because they see their sin. But when you start celebrating what Jesus has done for you, you are no longer allowing that guilt and that shame to be a stronghold in your life because you're lifting up the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, power of the body of Christ that's been broken for you. Amen. So you take a communion. Amen. So tell your neighbor, celebrate what Jesus has done for you. Hallelujah. You know, I, I had a birthday last week, and the funny thing about birthdays, I, I, I guess as you get older, parties don't mean as much. I didn't have a party. I was just focused on Monday, getting out of the valley. Amen. Um, but when, when you hear about a birthday, the first thing you think is, where's the party? Where's the celebration? We need a cake. Amen. We, we need a cake. We need juice. Amen. We, we, we want to celebrate. 
That, that birthday becomes more real because we're celebrating that birthday. Even if you don't celebrate and go to the party, you, you still send a picture of a cake saying happy birthday to that person on Facebook. It becomes more real. When we celebrate the communion, what Jesus has done for us becomes more real in our hearts and our minds. And it removes every guilt. It removes a guilty conscience. It removes the, us keeping ourselves or looking at ourselves as unworthy because we don't look at our, ourselves. We look at Jesus the more we celebrate him. Amen. I'll, I'll, let me just share this scripture with you. Go to 1 Corinthians. Everybody say celebrate, celebrate. the table of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. In Malachi chapter 1, God got angry at the people and rebuked them because they refused to celebrate the table of the Lord. They were bringing their goats for the sacrifice, but instead of bringing their best, they brought the lame and the weak and the blind, the ones that were sick and get, that, were, that nobody wanted. And they were saying, here, take this, 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 this thing that has only a little bit of life in it, and I'm giving you this as a covering for my sins. And God rebuked them because they were not giving God their best. They were not celebrating the table of the Lord. And because they didn't celebrate the table of the Lord, they were not able to receive freely from the table of the Lord the blessings and the benefits that come by having your sins covered. Amen. Or removed from your midst through the, scape, the, 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 the scapegoat. When we take of the communion, in an unworthy manner, instead of seeing our bodies changed to healing and our lives under the blessing, they end up becoming weak. And the Bible even says that people die before their time. Not because they deserve, or not because of, of, of anything other than they forget to celebrate the table of the Lord. They partake of the table in an unworthy manner. Some people say, well, because I've had this stronghold in my life, because I've had this weakness in my flesh, I've been practicing some sin that I know that I, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I can't take communion. Sin does, the action of sin doesn't keep you away from taking of the body and the blood. The repented heart and the desire to be free from the bondage of that sin 
makes you, makes your heart ready for the table of the Lord. Father, I am weak, but Lord, through your blood and through your completed work, you make me strong. So I take of this communion as you are my help. You are my strength. You are my deliverer. You are my freedom. You are what I am not. And you, you, you lose your identity in Christ Jesus. I'm no longer that person that's been defeated. I've been given the victory through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm no longer under death. I've been made alive by the Holy Spirit and the power of the blood. And so when we take of this bread and we take of this cup, this blood, representing the blood of Jesus Christ, we're declaring that we are free, that we are completely saved, no guilt, no shame, amen. You're not a sinner, you're the redeemed. You're declaring not what you've done. Your, your righteousness is like filthy rags. You're declaring what Jesus has done for you. How many of you know that without Jesus, you'd probably be dead by now? How many of you know that without Jesus, you pro- your marriage probably wouldn't be healed right now? Without Jesus, you wouldn't have any joy. You wouldn't have any peace. You wouldn't have any purpose. You wouldn't have no destiny. But thank God that he saved you. Thank God that your eyes have been opened to what Jesus Christ has done for you. And so that when you take of the communion, you celebrate. Lord, I thank you that I'm saved. I thank you that I'm healed. I thank you that I've been delivered by the blood of the lamb. You celebrate. It's not not a solemn thing. It's It's a celebration. When you celebrate Jesus, you're giving the king glory. You're saying, look what the Lord has done for me. And you might say, well, pastor, but I got a lot of struggles. Then take communion more. Stop what you're doing. Pull out the bread. Take out some juice. Recognize the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Recognize the covenant that you have in Christ Jesus. Recognize that he removed sin from your midst. It's really hard to sin when you're celebrating Jesus. It's really hard to stay under under bondage and under strongholds when Jesus shows up and sets you completely free. And you will see the manifestation of the deliverance of the power of Jesus Christ the more that you spend time with the Lord, amen? In his presence, you are changed. Hallelujah. His word, his word will renew your mind and you'll be made whole, amen? How many of you want to celebrate what Jesus has done for us today? Praise God. Oh, you didn't sound like your celebration mode, amen? How many are ready to celebrate what the Lord has done for you? Amen? Hallelujah. I want to ask the ushers going past the communion. I want to ask the praise and worship team to please come. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna worship God. This is what we're going to do. We're going to worship the Lord. Amen. Then we're going to take communion. And then we're going to praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. As they pass out communion, I want you to begin to discern in your own heart. Are you ready to partake of this, of the, of the body and the blood? Have you given your heart to Jesus Christ? Have you surrendered your life to the Lord? Only you can make that decision to give your life to Jesus Christ. He offers his freedom. He offers salvation through his blood. He offers the removal of, your, of sins from your midst. He offers all that to you, the new life that comes through Jesus Christ. But you have to come to Jesus with an open heart and your own, in your own decision say, Lord, I, I want you. I surrender to you. I want to know you. You can't change yourself, but Jesus can change you. You can't clean yourself, but Jesus can clean you. You might say, well, pastor, but I have been this my whole life. The Bible says that anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, all things are made new. He will make you new by the power of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. Your mind will be renewed. You'll begin to think differently, talk differently, because Jesus will become more real in your life. He makes all things new. And so as we are passing out the communion today, my question to you is, are you born again? Are you saved? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? We're going to say the prayer of salvation. And as we say the prayer of salvation, you're taking your seat at the table of the Lord and receiving freely what Jesus has already given to you. It's all by his blood. Hallelujah. Uh, if you haven't received your communion, please keep your eyes open so you can, you can receive it. But everyone else, please close your eyes for a moment. If that's you, that today you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, just go and lift up your hand right now, and we'll pray the prayer of salvation together. Maybe you rededicate your life to God. Just go and lift up your hand so I can see you. God bless you. Hallelujah. And I know many of us can't because we got the juice on there, but that's fine. But I want everyone to say this prayer out loud with me. And as we say this prayer, you are confessing this before the Lord and giving your life to Jesus Christ. You're confessing your sins and giving your life to Jesus Christ. Say this prayer out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving my life. Lord Jesus, set me free. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me your ways. I believe that I'm born again, that I'm a son of God, and by your blood, I have been re redeemed. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen. 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 Can we sing the song, Oh, the Blood of Jesus? Let's just worship God for a moment before we take communion.
Forgiveness in the blood. Forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. Forgiveness, forgiveness in the blood. Power in the blood, power in the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. It washes white Freedom in the blood. Freedom in the blood. There's freedom in the blood of Jesus. There's freedom in the blood of Jesus. There's freedom in the blood of Jesus. It washes white as gold. Oh, the blood, all the blood. the bread in your hand. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you obeyed the will of the Father to pay the price to redeem us back to God. We declare that by your body we have been made whole. That we are healed. We're strong and complete. So we take of communion today. Together with you, Lord Jesus. Seated at the table of the Lord. Take and eat the bread. Hold the cup. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood. We declare that we are delivered. That our sins have been washed away. That the power of the devil is forever broken off of our life. And that all the blessings of heaven, we claim them right now in Jesus' name. No more guilt. No more shame. We have been made new through you, Lord Jesus, by your blood. Take and drink. Hallelujah.